Welcome to Recruitment Down Under, brought to you by APSCO. Today we speak with David Mayer, the Director of Right Brain Insights, a hands-on management consulting business for entrepreneurial business people. David works with businesses to drive profits, and at this juncture, David has sound advice for business operators about maintaining and surviving through this pandemic. In this wide-ranging discussion with APSCO Australia's Leslie Horsburgh, David provides his tips and advice for what small and medium business owners can do to formulate a plan for getting through to the other side of COVID-19. Good morning and welcome to another um, APSCO podcast for Recruitment Down Under. Today, um, I'd like to welcome David Mayer. Um, David is from Right Brain Insights and um, David, perhaps you can, uh, good morning, tell me a little bit morning. more about your background and, and um, uh, what, what you do. Certainly. Um, so, yeah, my company is Right Brain Insights. It was founded back in 2012 now, so we've been around for about eight years. And we are a management consulting company for trade entrepreneurs primarily. So we work uh, almost exclusively with, uh, you know, usually guys who have uh, started a business off the back of their own trade. So I'm a plumber, I've started a plumbing business, I'm a carpenter, I've started a carpentry business, etc. And we work with these guys to help them drive their profitability and cash flow and ultimately increase the, the value and the performance of their business. Uh, as opposed to, say, an accountant or bookkeeper who is typically uh, accounting for what has happened. Uh, we're really working hands-on with the owners to look at that, that past information and using it to inform you know, all the critical long-range and, and uh, often expensive decisions that they need to make to, uh, to grow and manage their business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and how did you come about um, starting the business? What? Yeah, so interestingly, I, I put myself out of a job. Um, so, so I once upon a time, uh, 2010 to 2012, I was financial director for a marketing agency here in Melbourne. And over that time, uh, we uh, basically picked it up from a not-so-great bookkeeper. And um, over the two years there, we, we doubled the gross profit margin, um, the net profit margin we, we increased many times over we started getting acquisition offers from other agencies and and what was a full-time job turned into uh you know maybe a day a week uh, we just had it under control so i couldn't go up uh so i i actually sacked myself started my own company they became my first client and then uh, it was on from there mm-hmm. ah yeah the rest is history as they say. yeah yeah so it's just been a, a repetition of that process over exactly. and over again yeah, yeah. So- Given the, um, the current environment that we're all obviously navigating mm. right now, um, how you work with, with companies to get them, push them through this uncertain time and does that change? Has that changed or are you fundamentally doing more of the same? Uh, yes and no. So what I mean by yes is that every company that we work with, we set a financial um, a series of financial targets and budgets, so to speak. Um, and what they are about is helping to understand what the, what the future targets need to be in order gen- to generate um, a kind of outcome that we want in the business. Maybe that's to increase its value, to increase its cash flow, um, to provide um, a larger distribution to the owners, whatever it might be. Now, typically, we'll do that over a, a two-year period. 
So we'll, we'll look two years into the future month by month. What's happening now is we're doing that same process, but we're really bringing down the view, right? And it's, it's to try and make the... It's part financial and almost part psychological because in the current environment, none of us know absolutely none of us know and we and we can't look anywhere else either we can't look to any other countries to see where the end point of this is and that's that does crazy things to the human mind when you're in something and you don't know do not know when it's going to finish right so one of the ways that we we are working with business owners to handle that mm-hmm. is to really bring that focus down and say okay well let's just look at this quarter right now Maybe it's done by June, maybe it's not, but what do we need in order to survive? Um, and it depends on the business. Some businesses, are, some clients we see their, their income is going up, others having real, there's real potential of them achieving $0 income. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, depending, um, but very much, okay, what will it take in order to survive? You know, is the, is the business worth keeping alive? Yes, no. You know, okay, yeah, it is. All right, what do we need to do in order to survive? Focusing on that. And what that does is rather than in the traditional sense, um, you know, financially you might achieve a, uh, you might want to set a target where it's like, I want to try and reach this. Yeah, and if I hit that, it achieves all these things. Great. Well, what we're doing is actually reversing it. So we're saying, no, well, what is the minimum that you need? Now, what is the minimum income? in order to survive what can we do to to the wage base to the to the rental costs to other operating costs um what can we do in in terms of the cash flow working with the ato at this stage to help help um, companies retain cash build their war chest up um, so that they can survive this and the longer that they can survive for um you know the more options that they're going to have and that's really all that this is about because it's, it's ultimately out of their control Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, where, when you look at things like cash flow, particularly in the recruitment industry, and, and a lot of that is um, we, we have obviously recruitment agencies that would have a high contractor base. Um, they're paying those contractors usually week to week. Um, that cash flow is, is critical. It's critical for the business. Um, and then they may have the, you know, the added pressure of clients not paying on time. Have you got, like, would you be able to give any practical steps, advice in those scenarios? Is it? Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Uh, one question that pops to my, my mind straight away, and I, I don't know the answer to this, is mm-hmm. how does the government's proposed job keeper program factor into contractors? Would that run through the recruitment agency or would that run through the employer engaging the contractors through the recruitment agency? And then if they're engaged on a part-time or casual basis and haven't been around for 12 months. So there's those sorts of questions. Let's just put that to the side. Let's assume that the JobKeeper program doesn't even exist or it's not part of the equation. So practically speaking, from a customer payment perspective, Communication is going to be key. Um, it's said so often, it's almost cliche now, but we are really all in this together. Um, so uh, the customers of the recruitment agency will be feeling the pinch. So working with them um, on whatever whatever they can 
you know, if, if, um, if they can't pay all the invoice, can they pay part of it? Um, figuring out a payment plan, uh, working with them on terms. Um, you could potentially even offer a discount for full payment on the due date or before the due date, um, just given their circumstances. Um, and just, just really reaching out and trying to understand their situation and working with them. Mm-hmm. Chances are they're freaking out too. Um, and uh, on, on the contractor side, um, yeah, from, from the contractor side, that's a tough one because when it comes to that, that's, that's not really something you can move, if you know what I mean. When it comes yeah. to payroll, that's the tricky thing about it. Payroll is fixed. It's this amount on this date. And you can't really do anything today in order to change that. If, if you do something today, that's, you, know, you make someone redundant. The effect of that is actually later on down the track. And almost in, if you make someone redundant, you have to pay out their leave and things like that. It's got an immediate hit. Um, so the contractor side is a trickier one. Um, but I guess it's the main thing I'd be thinking is trying to get clarification around this job keeper program for companies in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at where that, where that sits in and then, okay, well, what are your options? You know, what are your options really? And tallying them up in order to reduce your wage base relative to your income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're going to have to do that. Chances are you're going to have to do that in order to, uh, in order to survive. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. Well, what does that mean? Are you in an industry that can legally stand staff down? You know, um, can you reduce hours? Um, are there anyone that is, is there anyone that would voluntarily take a redundancy? Probably not in this current environment, but you know, these sorts of questions are working through and just understanding what your options are. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, the job keeper piece is interesting and there's a lot of discussion obviously in our industry mm. about it. It has to a certain degree been a, a welcome move, but I'll park that to one side because I really want to focus on, um, some of the points that our members have raised around resilience and um, I guess that not just the actions that help you cope but the mindset and the ability to prioritise and maybe understand, well, how much of my week do I focus on this area of the business and is it too early to look up and look ahead at what a recovery might look like and um, what do my teams need to be doing where is the doing where is the planning and how should that sit proportionally um within a a week right now in the current climate what what sorry leslie you've just broken up in the the back end of that Um, but i think crucial moment (laughs) yeah yeah having a good internet connection Um, but uh, that's that's the main thing. Um, look, when it comes to resilience in this in this current current environment, look, it's it's a very interesting one. And I touched on a point earlier that it's the uncertainty of it. If we knew that this would, in my opinion, this would be so much easier for everyone if we simply knew. Look, there's a vaccine out there, and that's going to be. We know it's worked. It's past animal trials. We're we're doing human trials. It looks like it's going to be good, and it's coming out in two weeks. And uh, as soon as that's evolved, you know, out, we can get it out globally within four weeks. So, you know, by the end of May, we're rock and roll. 
okay, great. We all get that. There's a finish line and you can, you can work towards that. Um, for any, any of your listeners out there who have ever been in a marathon or a long distance run, the moment you see the finish line, all of a sudden you have a little bit more energy to get there because you know where that, that point is. But in what we are all in now, that simply doesn't exist. It's mm-hmm. not there. Um, and it looks like it could be a long time. We, we know, it's like we know what it's not. You know, we know it's not weeks, probably months. Is it years? Probably not, you know, um, but likely months. Okay, so, so in order to have the resilience to get through this period, the first thing I would say is that um, there's a little bit of acceptance in that. You know, so, okay, look, you know what? Um, I, don't know, I don't know the answer. Um, it is uncertain and I need to operate in what will be an uncertain environment and that is not my fault, that is not my failing, um, that just is what it is. Yeah, so getting, getting that mindset straight first. And then, you know, having the, having the, um, the discipline, um, I suppose, to focus on what it is you really need to put down nearly a decade ago now. But I, I spent some time in the military and one of the really interesting things is um, to achieve something. You have a mission and you have a finite level of resources. You only have so many people, so many bullets, so much time, whatever it might be, and you need to achieve this mission. So and, and we're in that in a similar circumstance now. You, know, um, you only have so much cash in the bank so much time, so many expenses, all these sorts of things. We need to figure it out. So putting it all together and saying, what can I do in order to maximise my available options? And the biggest thing that I've been working with uh, clients on is simply two things, right? Two two core concepts. The first is lifting available cash, right? Basically, Leslie, in, in this situation, the more money you have in the bank, the more options you have. It's as simple as that, right? And the way you're going to get money in the bank is lifting available cash. So you can do that by either owners and investors can inject money in. Okay, fair enough. You can collect on customer payments. We touched on that. You can potentially boost sales. That'd be a tough one, um, depending on your industry. Um, or you can uh, pump in new debt either through, through your existing bank or, you know, like this government unsecured loan scheme, things like that. That's going to lift available cash. The next thing then is reducing your cash burn, right? And those two things relative to each other, you know, if you can, let's say you've got $100,000 in the bank and your monthly cash burn is $20,000, all right, well, you've got five months up your sleeve. Now, if you can reduce that burn, so you can make it harder, make it 10000 all of a sudden now you have 10 months. Well, would we be out of this virus situation in 10 months? Probably. So all of a sudden there, you've, you start to build that picture. It's not, it's not 100% known, but you start to build some options. You build, you're actually building a little bit of hope, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then it's very much going to be, um, this, is, this is also a, a, reactive, um, a reactionary environment. There isn't too much you can do proactively. You know, um, we are going to be told what to do, uh, primarily by the government as they try to manage the pandemic. Um, but yeah, looking at how you can lift available cash in your business and then reducing your cash burn. Um, and there's, there's quite a lot of levers to that. 
um, yeah, in, in most businesses, you know, that relates to their wage cost, uh, their rent cost, um, and basically what they pay the tax man. Um, so far, there's options across a lot of them. Okay. Um, I mentioned the, I guess, the notion of forward planning or looking towards some sign of recovery and, and we have to kind of hold on to that I guess and mm. some people said to me oh do you think it's too early to talk about that and some people have said well I think you know we should be we should absolutely be focusing on the fact mm. that this will turn around and we want to be ready for it um, so how do you what advice would you give people right now in terms of balancing that outlook um, is it too early, do you think? Hmm. Yes and no. So it's too early in the sense that we have nothing clear, right? Yeah. Uh, getting back to that concept of a finish line, there is no clear finish line in this yet. Um, but in the other side of your question, no, because there will eventually be a finish line and we are already seeing things come out from around the world that are going to be addressing this. Science will kick this thing's ass eventually, you know, and all my clients, while some are receiving, you know, looking at $0 incomes um, for a period of time, they, they are all retaining hope. Um, we've gone into this very quickly and I really do believe we will bounce out of it incredibly quickly too. Um, so that's, that's very interesting. This is not a structural recession like what happened in the early 90s. And Paul Keating said it's a recession we had to have. That's not what's happened. This is outside of our control. So we have the ability to bounce back and there's a lot of latent demand. We've chosen to turn our demand off, which means we can turn it back on. Mm -hmm. In order to capture that, though, A, you're going to need to survive so you get to that point, and B, you're going to have to have some cash available to you to make it happen. Um, uh, again, that's going to vary company by company. But as far as planning for that, I would, uh, at this stage, I would again be, be focusing on maximising the, the best thing you can do to plan for the recovery, in my opinion, knowing that with the limited information we have at the moment is simply making sure that you have as many options as you can in order to survive. That way, whenever we do come out of this, you come out of it as strong as you possibly can. And the stronger you come out of this, the better you're going to have um, to you know, access that demand on the, on the flip side of all this. Okay. Fantastic. Um, we're probably close to our um, time limit, but I just wanted to, I guess, ask you if you can recap if you had to give say three tips to business owners now in terms of what they absolutely should be doing what would you say that absolutely should be doing first thing i'd say is get into your figures you need to understand them um you know what's your available cash what can you do about it what's your cash burn what can you do about it put those two things together and see how much time you have in your business. Um, the more time, the better. Um, that's the first thing. A lot of business owners don't understand the figures or they're scared by them. Um, they need to get over that and they need to get over it really quick. Mm -hmm. um, the next thing is communication and that's across the board. Um, keep people, keep your customers in, um, 
involved. Speak to them, see what's going on in their business. What can they do to help you? Speak to suppliers, much the same. You know, um, they may be able to help you in some pretty, pretty creative ways. They might have some ideas. Yeah. Um, even though these are people you owe money, they, they have the ability to help you. Same, same with your staff. Keep that communication open. Um, increasingly now, you know, speaking to the tax man, speaking to the ATO, that's often not a fun conversation, but they do have the COVID-19 hotline. Um, and I have been blown away by the response um, of the ATO. They, they get a lot of stick, um, rightfully so sometimes, but they are really coming to the party in, in this circumstance. And that, even for small businesses, that's moving thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, yeah. So many options there. Um, so speak to them if you haven't already. Um, so, yeah, I would say getting to your figures, communication. And then lastly, just put those together in order to formulate a bit of a plan. doesn't have to be long-term, but just think about, okay, can I survive? You know, um, under what circumstances, what would it take? You know, and um, I think you'll find, especially with what, what the ATO is doing, once you look at what your available options are, if you put that together, every single one of our clients, we, we have a, a, a very confident survival plan in place. So every one of our clients believes they can come out the back end of this and we can, we can put some real science and evidence behind that and, and back it up. And if something changes and we will adapt accordingly. But what that does is that's going to put that, it's almost like a psychological security. It stops the overwhelm. You know, okay, no, I will come out the back end of this. Okay, cool, great, tick. Now all of, all of a sudden you are free to focus on some of the other little things. You're not consumed by the overwhelm of this. Um, yeah, that, that really happened earlier on about maybe three weeks ago when this all sort of popped off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We saw it. And um, I do sense that people are adjusting a little bit and have have set in place, you know, whether it be working from home or whatever it mm. might be that they've had to kind of react to. Um, and I guess that mindset and feeling like there is hope, like you say, is it's a huge part of the puzzle, isn't it? Because if you don't have that, and feel, you feel overwhelmed, that can be just as debilitating as... Correct. Correct. And, and it all starts there. And, you know, it's, that is such a normal thing to be feeling. It's such a normal thing, right? But the way that you, the way that you deal with that is to break it down. Because if you, if you do start to focus on everything that's going on, um, it's, it's all so big. And then you add on the complexities of a business and all the intricacies of, and complexities of that, you can't comprehend it all. So you, you naturally have to hone your view down to something that you can focus on and, and really zero in on that. And that's where I, I say, you know, understand your figures. You're focusing on that, that bank balance. Higher the bank balance, more options you're going to have. Simple as that. Yep. Communicate in order to drive that bank balance up then put that together into a bit of a plan. That might even be just week to week, week to week, month to month, focus on just this quarter and then take it from there. You know, um, so many things have changed just in three weeks. When it comes to this pandemic, you know, we've got, what, uh, 10 weeks left of the quarter, basically, 10, 11 weeks. So many things can change in yep. that 10, 11 week period when it comes to this, the environment we find ourselves in. So, yeah. 
Okay, thank you very much. It's been very, very interesting. And uh, no at all. hopefully we will uh, talk again and on the other side of this and, and see what um, what tips you have for uh, that that fast recovery you mentioned earlier. So indeed, indeed. All right, I'd love well, to. Thank you very much and have a good day. Pleasure. Thank you for listening to Recruitment Down Under, brought to you by Appsco. Join us next time. If it's happening in recruitment in Australia, we'll be talking about it.